Hello, and welcome to Two Pews in a Pod. Join us as we explore faith in a modern world with the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Paul Baglios and Pastor Ginger Bennett. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. And we welcome you to this fifth of six episodes in our series on baptism. And today we are joined by Megan Wyant. As many of you will certainly know, Megan is on staff with us here at Evangelical Lutheran Church. She is our Director of Youth and Family Ministries. She is also a candidate for ordination as a deacon, which is a minister of word and service in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And she is a candidate as well for consecration as a deaconess in the Lutheran deaconess community in the United States. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. We're happy for for this conversation. (laughs) And what are we talking about today, Pastor Bennett? Today we're talking about baptism from the perspective of how do we live into those baptismal promises as individuals, as families, as members of a church community? What, what ways that we ourselves have experienced or we've heard others maybe have experienced during their time? So, Megan, since you're the guest, you get to go first. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Very good. What, what ways have you heard of baptism being remembered or celebrated? I think baptism, um, it can be really startlingly simple in that it is a bath. It is a ritual that is based in the home. Mm -hmm. And so any opportunity while you are bathing children Mm -hmm. um, to play baptism, essentially, and to remind them of their baptism, help them practice making the mark of the cross on Mm -hmm. each other in the tub um, and on you as well. When I was baptized, one of the practices that I began, because I was 27 and a mom Mm -hmm. at that point, was when I wake up in the morning, I will wash my face immediately. And in that quiet moment before Mm -hmm. chaos comes, (laughs) I look in the mirror and Mm -hmm. I say, this is Megan, the one you love, Um, to remind myself that to God... I am beloved, and it reminds me of my baptism and that every day is that fresh start. That's beautiful. That's absolutely wonderful. You know, um, with kids, the the idea of using water to remind them of their baptism can be quite funny uh, as well as fun. So Mm -hmm. I know in my own family... That's when the water guns come out at yes. times, right? <laughs> Remember your baptism <laughs> I love as that. we run around the house. But you're right. It can be simple as taking a bath or a shower for us in the morning mm-hmm. to feel God's love uh, pouring out in that fresh, warm water that welcomes us to the day. Or cold, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. That could be shower. <laughs> Very shocking. What about for you, Paul? What would you say? Well, as I was listening to what you said, I was thinking about Luther's advice to all Christian people um, upon awakening Mm -hmm. every day Mm. to trace the sign of the cross upon yourself. And for us, this harkens to a practice that is always part of our ritual of baptism here at ELC Mm -hmm. and in many other churches. Mm -hmm. After the person has been baptized, after we have put hands upon them and prayed for Mm -hmm. the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then, with oil, 
The mm -hmm. sign of the cross is traced yes. upon their forehead, and mm -hmm. they are told, I'll, I'll use your name, thinking of you looking in the mirror, mm -hmm. Megan, child of God, you have been sealed mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Yeah. And you know what's wonderful about baptism is it's relevant no matter how young or old we are. And so I'm just thinking that I recently did a funeral, and on the coffin I poured some sand, and I traced again the sign of the cross as we did the commendation, the final goodbye and prayer for this person moving on. But that, that image of the, the cross and being sealed by Christ follows us from really from birth to death, right? If, especially if you're baptized, baptized yes. <laughs> as a child, right, a small child then that baptismal journey goes through all the same stages yes. as we do. So, um, you know, I'm thinking um, as a young family, you know, begins their life, we've recently had a baptism of a, an entire family, mm -hmm. right? And it was wonderful to see that take place. And at these differing stages in life, we're invited into baptism a little bit differently. And I know right. you do a lot of work with our kids in confirmation, yes. which is also referred to as affirmation, affirmation of mm -hmm. baptism. So tell us some of the ways that you see these young people really from the ages of what, 12 to mm -hmm. 14, generally speaking, right, yeah. moving through that, their own connection with baptism. I, I try to use as many opportunities as we can to mm -hmm. remind them about their baptisms. And we base our entire program and what we do on mm -hmm. the promises we make in baptism. Mm -hmm. So why are we learning this? Because when you were baptized, <laughs> we made these promises. And That's now right. that you are coming of age, it is your responsibility right. to follow through. Right. And Be so how yeah. can we do that? And other than just, you know, other than um, the things that I think pop into their heads, which is donate a can of soup. Well, I can <laughs> donate a can of soup. Right. <laughs> what does that look like? Yeah. Um, we try several times in a year to have them participate in marking one another with the oh, cross. that's lovely. At our summer retreat this summer at the beach, mm -hmm. you, after a week of service and learning, Wonderful. we had a a remembrance, a baptismal remembrance. Oh, that's um, great. Ser not service, but devotion with them. And watching them mark the sign of the cross on one another and on our adult leaders was yeah. incredibly moving. Yeah. It is something that initially they kind of were giggling and <laughs> were like, oh, this is so silly. But as we passed that cross around, mm -hmm. by the time it got back to me, the group was absolutely silent. And you could see that they were all incredibly mm -hmm. touched. And we we stood there in a yeah. circle even when it was finished and uh -huh. didn't want to break. Oh, we didn't want to yeah. break that That's circle, wonderful. that chain. Yeah. So I think it's, it's much easier than we think mm -hmm. um, to incorporate those promises into our daily life. And I like how you talk about at first it may seem a little silly for these young mm -hmm. people and maybe even for us adults to think, you know, uh, I know I'm baptized, whatever, but, but as we really lean in the power of really what we're remembering and what we are taking on uh, is, can be just so comforting and even overwhelming at times. Uh, it's, a, it's a neat thing to see. And, and then, of course, as folks grow into marriage, 
You know, I read a book recently and it was saying that every promise we make is layered on top of that baptismal Mm -hmm. vow, right? I am now a Christian marked by the cross of Christ and now I am taking on this new responsibility, whether right. it be driving right. a car, mm-hmm. which you can feel like you're going to lose your yeah. religion but. sometimes, right? <laughs> um, or if it's in marriage mm-hmm. or, or going off to college and trying to figure out how do I navigate this new world of life through this lens as a Christian. Paul, in, in your life, how have you found those, that invitation change as you've continued to progress through? Well, it deepens mm-hmm. in my life, I would say. Um, you know, as I have grown, as mm-hmm. I have aged, as my living and my experience have deepened and broadened, it has come to have an increasing existential urgency for mm-hmm. me um, to remember, I, and I love that image of looking in the mirror, to remember that I am claimed by God, mm-hmm. by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I am counted as a son mm-hmm. um, by virtue of the baptism that I do not remember. I was mm-hmm. only two months mm-hmm. old, but mm-hmm. I have all the documentation <laughs> to prove it. Um, it is a grounding for me mm-hmm. in what endures, mm-hmm. even in the midst of daily life yeah. where so much does not endure. You know, we, sure. we are all um, responding to concerns. All of them may be important, but yet right. they are all transient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the abiding, enduring truth is God has claimed me for a future yes. that will not be terminated or yeah. extinguished. And... yeah. Well, I remember talking with um, a younger person, uh, well, younger midlife, I guess, but just sort of wondering, you know, where am I on my life's journey? I thought when I was younger, when I was new and fresh mm. to the world, that God was taking me in this path. And then as life continued on, I felt a pull in a new direction. And this person, as they came to chat with me, was talking about, you know, how do I understand God's call on my life and God, the push and pull and <laughs> mm-hmm. tug yeah. of God working in and through my life? And, and sometimes this person was saying, you know, you can feel like even as you're an older, a little bit older person, I mean, we think of folks in their 20s trying to right. discern what's that next direction for them. But this person who was a little bit older was saying, you know, here I am midlife and I'm wondering that same question. Where is God taking me now as I'm starting to look towards retirement and I'm starting to look towards a different life? You know, God is still at work in these moments. I just don't know what it looks like. You know, God continues to do that. And so as we think about baptism in those moments, mm-hmm. yeah. we, we hold back to our faith and how we have been claimed by God in those moments to lead us and guide us as well. And it is, as Megan said, it is as simple mm-hmm. as remembering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan participates with us when we meet with people to prepare for baptism. Right, right. 
And so you have heard me mm-hmm. say this many times. You've heard me say it now <laughs> yes. several times. At the conclusion of the rituals mm-hmm. of baptism, we always present a lit candle, mm-hmm. um, either to the person who has just been baptized or to someone on their behalf, right. and say the words of Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew, yeah. let your light so shine mm-hmm. before others that they may see your good works mm-hmm. and glorify your Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage families to keep that candle, to make yes. sure they know where it is. <laughs> and on the anniversary <laughs> of the baptism, to light it again. Yes. And if they are holding responsibility for young children who have been baptized, as those children age, every year, when the candle is lit on the anniversary of their baptism, to engage them in, in prayer and remembrance mm-hmm of who and whose they are. Yeah. And and there's actually, and we've talked about printing this out and making it available for folks, but there's actually a, a short little prayer service that invites folks in. And I know we do it at my home um, each year. In fact, my daughter's uh, baptismal anniversary is quickly approaching. And so we will, you know, do that again. And, and sometimes sort of like a birthday, I may give her a gift, a small gift that has something to do with her faith mm-hmm. or have something to do with water to remind her again of of this new, and as she continues to age, this new call and this continued call. Mm-hmm. It's both, I think, a continued call, but as we grow and change, it changes right. with us. Yeah. I think it's so easy, especially since most and at least in the Lutheran denomination, are baptized as infants. Mm-hmm. That is something that happens to you right. or happened to your children, and mm-hmm. then the next day goes on. And you yeah. might think about it and look at pictures, but um, to remember that there were there was a second step, right? Yeah. Which is the hard step. And I think we've even said it before when we're reading all of the promises yeah. to go, <laughs> oof. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but it's to me, that is also that reminder that it's grounded in this bigger sense of community. It's not all mm-hmm. on you. It's not yeah. all on me. Um, it's on the community of Christians to, yeah. to lift up and to take responsibility oh, yeah. for one another, too. And it's not just the children as much as I love them, and I want the world <laughs> to revolve around our children. It's not just about no. children living out baptismal promises. It's all of, it's us, all yeah. of us. Yeah. One right. of those promises, um, and I love the way this is worded, asked of parents and godparents mm. or sponsors. Um, there's a series of promises, but one of them is that as this child grows, mm-hmm. you are promising to place in their hands mm-hmm. yes, the yes. Holy Scriptures. And one of the ways this community of Evangelical Lutheran Church mm-hmm. helps parents and godparents to fulfill that right. promise is by providing yes. um, age-appropriate versions or editions mm-hmm. of scripture yeah. yes. or a scripture-based devotional book as gifts mm-hmm. marking the growing of the children. Yeah. I have found, and it was especially when I when I when we first joined a faith community and you walk into those Christian booksellers and mm-hmm. the wall of Bibles and mm-hmm. not knowing which right. one, and also they're very pricey. Right. Um, so for our congregation to be blessed enough to 
put that in the hands and to take a little bit of the work off the parents and say, Mm -hmm. this is a good one. (laughs) Put this in their hands, books of prayers, books of devotionals. Um, And it also encourages that development of that family faith life. Right, which is so very important. And I was thinking this morning as Amelia and I were driving to school, my daughter's name is Amelia, we were listening to a book. And in this particular book, um, the grandparent was telling this story of faith for this child and said, oh, let me tell you the story. Um, and, and I just love that idea of, let me tell you the story mm-hmm. of the day you were baptized, you know, and that yeah. can happen at any age, at any point. And I'm sure at some point in her story, the kids were sort of older teenagers kind of rolling their eyes. Um, and so, um, grandma would, would say little things to, you know, catch their attention here or there or add a new little element Mm. for surprise. But it was, it was this wonderful bonding experience that they sort of got used to, um, of being connected. It's the making of their story. Yeah. Yeah. But their stories are important. It's like when a mom, a mother or parents share the birth story of their child, the the baptismal story. Yeah. And I think that is helping that child then frame their life through those things that they don't remember. No. Right. But we do offer, and we talked about this in an earlier series, that sprinkling of the Mm -hmm. congregation that happens during the baptism to say, remember your own baptism. Mm -hmm. So inviting folks. The joy that brings our (laughs) our congregation always makes me giggle. The people squeal and laugh and just in this moment that could be really reverent and grounding, but is also filled with joy and light. When you were talking about are the young people of this congregation on the beach mm. to, to put the sign of the cross on one another's foreheads. And at first they were a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've started to do since Pastor Bennett has been with us is that action called aspersion. aspersion. Yeah. Uh, that we sprinkle with water mm-hmm. the entire congregation Mm-hmm. Whenever we're celebrating a baptism or an occasion of affirmation of baptism. Right. And many people get the giggles. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. And I'm thinking of one of our members who really had a case of the giggles <laughs> and afterwards was apologizing to me <laughs> for that. And I tried to assure her there was nothing to apologize no, it's for. it's wonderful. I think one of the sounds of heaven mm-hmm. will be unrestrained laughter mm-hmm. yes. at the wonder of it all. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, even being able to laugh in this life. Mm. And again, Luther, yes. Luther would understand things like singing mm. and laughing yes. to be our way of mocking the devil mm-hmm. mm. um, yeah. because baptism is the assurance right. that all of the devil's schemes and machinations <laughs> mm-hmm. in our world right. and in our lives will ultimately come to nothing, Right? Isn't but God's wonderful? word will be fulfilled. Yes. Well, it's, it's wonderful to be able to gather together and talk about baptism and, and to really have some concrete things that we can think of to do and Think about it at differing ages of life. And we'll look forward. I want to underscore what you've said. We've talked about, again, since you've been with us, Mm -hmm. um, preparing 
a a simple printed mm-hmm. resource that yeah. we can give to people when they are preparing for baptism, right. full of very tangible suggestions about how parents and godparents mm-hmm. might simple ways that they mm-hmm. can fulfill the promises they are asked to mm-hmm. make. We'll look forward to that. Megan, thank you. Thank you. Uh, our final episode in this series on baptism will feature another guest with us, a member of the congregation that we'll introduce when we're with you next time. Great. Thank you for taking this time. I'm Paul Baglios. And I'm Ginger Bennett. And I'm Megan Wyant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This has been Two Pews in a Pod, a podcast led by the pastors of Evangelical Lutheran Church in Frederick, Maryland. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.